Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast recapping the cookout Southern 500 previewing some bets for the upcoming Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas, a.k.a. Land of Oz. It's going to be a great week in NASCAR betting. I'm personally down, down, down pretty bad right now at the start of the 2023 NASCAR playoffs, but I'm holding on for hope. I feel good. You should feel good. It's Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Let's get into it. Dale is uh is back from his fantasy football island vacation where he was hazed ridiculed and tormented uh for coming in last place dale do you care to uh give us a nice recap on the weekend yeah just a lot of excessive drinking things that you don't i don't know i'm 27 and uh we were talking about this before we started recording like I just can't drink or I can't go on benders like I used to and not be sick for like three fucking days after. And that's like where I'm at right now. Like it hurts. It hurts. It's too much. Um, but now the weekend was really, really fun. I did get to see both races, Xfinity and cup and had a good time and enjoyed the races. Both races were exciting and, and Dar that's what Darlington is. And the, in particular, the Southern 500 with, the drama, comers and goers, you had some crashes, a lot of, I mean, Denny Hamlin dominated for the most part, but you did have some some lead changes and, and things you switched up late in that race. And Kyle Larson's been knocking on the door of that crown jewel event for quite a while, and he finally got it done. And and uh, I did have a bet on Larson, which was good, and I hit this nice little parlay, a uh, little three-legger parlay, magic parlay that, needed some help and it got some help and sometimes that's how it goes but yeah look i had a really fun weekend it's good to get excited about the nfl season which kicks off thursday night i cannot fucking wait uh, i'm gonna be degenerately betting thursday night football first nfl sunday of the year oh i'm so excited i'm so excited for football but um this is a nascar podcast i just want everybody to know correct that uh, I will not finish last in fantasy football this year. I plan on winning my second Super Bowl. I feel really fucking good about my team. And um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. It was a blast. And my team looks good this year. And I think Kansas, talk about excitement. Kansas has been one of the most exciting racetracks on the schedule since the Gen 7 era started. So we have some some more to be excited about in the nascar world too so i uh can't wait can't wait yes we do um so i officially got back on the dfs train this past weekend if it wasn't for dfs i would have lost my ass uh completely on sunday uh with the harv break that we experienced uh i know you were on kevin harvick i was on kevin harvick the world seemed to be on kevin harvick it was a uh it was a very unlucky thing that happened to Kevin, but it really got me thinking. And I was, I, I knew that we were going to be able to talk about this on this episode. Yeah. You know, how many times really in history has this type of situation exactly happened this way to where, Oh, a lot. It, it would make NASCAR go out on a limb to, to possibly add a uh, a pit road, uh, I guess it would be like a, an exit line or it would be some type of line that like it would be extended out 
to where you would have more time to to dip in the event of something happening. I feel like no matter where you put that, you can't really control where certain things are going to go down. It's just like if you get hit with that, like you, you you're potentially cursed is the way that, that I look at it. I, I see that as, uh, you know, it didn't happen for everybody. Uh, I think it was who uh, Martin Truex was able to dip out quick. Uh, William Byron was able to dip out quick. From what I saw, there maybe was one other of the lap leaders, that, that one of the guys that were running up top that were going to come in. They saw the Newman spin and they were able to dip out. It's just Harvick was committed. I heard them discussing, uh, you know, how like Childers were talking about, we were already working on the tires when we realized it. You know, we realized it was a thing. Because they were talking about it on the broadcast, like if he stops, it's game. You know, he would have just had to cycle back out. But, uh, you know, it sucks either way it goes. It's just, like, I just look at that as, as just a very unlucky event. But maybe you have a different view of whether this should be uh, something that NASCAR looks into to adding to the rules or, or altering the rules. I don't know. I, I've seen this happen so many times. And I think this one will be more amplified because of just – the social media era and the fact that Kevin Harvick is not one this year, everybody's kind of rooting for him. It puts a little more salt on the wound just because of, of it being his final year hasn't won kind of is a fan favorite type of guy, a sentimental favorite. So I've seen this happen hundreds of times, hundreds. And I don't, and NASCAR hasn't, I don't know how much they have changed over the years. Not much, obviously. Um, So I don't think just because the situation is going to be amplified a little bit more because of who was involved in the situation and, or who was hurt by it. I just don't think, I don't think NASCAR is going to change anything. I think it also depends on the racetrack, like where Darlington is a really weird difficult pit road entrance so you know it's definitely relative to the racetrack on where you paint a commitment line and i don't think there's i I, and i'm not an expert on this situation so i'm not going to sit here and act like oh it would be smarter if you put the commitment line a you know 10 yards backwards make it uh, a an earlier commitment line or 10 yards forward and make the commitment line like where the speed limit line is, like where you got to get down to 55, 50 miles per hour. I don't know. I think it's just fine how it is. And those situations don't happen all the time, but they do happen. And I've seen them happen a shit ton of times since I've been watching NASCAR. So it's just unlucky. It's just unlucky. Right. And I do kind of like the element of like, you know, the crew chiefs got to notice it, which in Harvick's situation, I think it was just, he was just screwed, but yeah, like you said, like William Byron, I'm sure his crew chief or some of these other guys came on the radio and, and are yelling to go out, 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 don't pit, don't pit, don't pit. And um, that's kind of a fun element in one way. I know people probably won't look at that and you're probably listening to this and being like, whoa, what? Like, that's crazy. But no, I think there's like a strategy element and like, um, obviously it's knowing the rules, but also like right place, right time, wrong place, wrong time is something that will always exist in motorsports and especially in NASCAR. So I don't think there's much you can do there. It's just really unlucky, really, really unlucky. But this isn't something I am going to be a fucking expert on, like most things. But Commitment line, Dale. It, yeah. We're the leader of the commitment line now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, um, I, I think there's just not much we should change on that. I think it is the way it is. I agree with you a hundred percent, man. Cause I mean, look, if, if it would have been, if it would have been like, you know, Eric Amarola or Cole Custer heading down, like we wouldn't have gave a shit, man. I mean, it's the real deal. It's real talk. You know, you're, you're only going to care when you got financials tied up or you, you know, you're a, a true fan. And in this case, I mean, it's, it's the retirement year. It's his statistically one of his best tracks that he has. So, I mean, it just, it was just a lot of pain. It was a lot of pain, man, and and that's all it is. You got to let it be pain. You got to let that pain go through you. You got to let it flow. You got to let it fuel you into the next week. So I agree. I'm not ready to to sit here and say we need to have any changes just because I've 
you know, in the last few years, I haven't really seen this where it's affected uh, something on this scale. And I think we all know, uh, and I mean, I think I feel like it's fair to say we're NASCAR fans. You know, there are just a lot of NASCAR fans that when these kind of things happen, they just they 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 coming in with their composition notebooks, like they're they're ready to 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 change the world. And it's like, hey, you know, chill out. These guys got it figured out. They got the best in the business up there. You know, they're they're making good hires. They're making rules. They're doing their thing. And it's been a great season thus far. Just a very unlucky night and i was going to say congrats uh to you on uh on that parlay deal Th- those are fun i got to hit one of those at uh at watkins Glen, and I- i've kind of gotten to this thing where like you know obviously when we go in the off season um I-, I like to do my tri dog parlays so i've just brought those into nascar now with these drivers as well and so it was good to see you get to cash one of those i need to start building more of those myself and uh they're yeah, all- I don't I don't do those super often, but just looking at some data, uh I felt good about it. I was kind of thinking I needed help with Denny though. I was like, Denny's gonna be up there, he's gonna be a contender, but I really believed that it, everybody was on him and he was gonna make some kind of mistake. I didn't expect him to lead, you know, uh just about half the race, but I did think he'd be up there and I was hoping that we'd see a, a Denny Hamlin mistake. And we did. We did. Um, it wasn't him. I think it was his pit crew. I think they had a loose wheel. But nonetheless, money's money. And made it happen. Made it happen. But look, Darlington for me, and I tweeted about this, I've been out of touch with Twitter the last few days, trying to get over Honestly, I'm probably just sick from destroying my immune system. I don't know if I'm just hung over or what. But hmm. um I've been out of touch with Twitter and see, I, I feel so sick. I just lost my train of thought. I don't even know what the hell I was just saying. We're going to have to get you some immunities, boy. What was I just saying? I was talking about Denny Hamlin. Yeah, you were talking um, about Denny. You were talking about the loose wheel uh, issue. You were saying you were out of touch with Twitter. You were looking at some data. You were talking about looking at data for the parlays. I'm just going to leave it at that. I I felt good about the other two picks in that in that parlay. Blaney over Logano, Byron, I think it was Byron over Truex or Larson over Truex. But I really needed some help to get Denny out, and we got it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. My brain is a fucking uh, potato at the minimum. Vampire, dude. The world is a vampire. Um, So, yeah, I, uh, you know, there there were a few storylines in this one. Obviously, like I said, I went all in on Yoda. Uh, the, the, The JGR pit cruise, man, I feel like that's a story. Uh, in itself, Red Dog, uh, as we had said, that they they made some some changes. You know, Red Dog didn't have the issues that he's had all season long at Darlington this year. You know, he he had a a pretty good uh, crew, had some good stops. He just couldn't find a way to get it done there in the end. But it did make me realize, you know, with Truex and Hamlin having having these issues, like those guys are just circulating. They're circulating in there. I don't know who's causing these things or what's happening, but you know JGR, we we, we want to see him, you know, be able to to get those those uh those dangs together. I, I don't really know how else to to put it. It's just kind of a it's been a, a rough ride for some of those penalties that they've been issued, kind of scattered across the JGR landscape. Uh, shout out to Denny Hamlin re-signing with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, yeah, to- that's. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have thoughts. I yeah, I was just gonna say I uh, I I loved that NASCAR chasm. Like, there's this old photo of Denny uh, as a child with Joe Gibbs, and I actually have it as a Garage Guys NFT in the drawer. And he posted that photo and was just like, "One day you're gonna be on my podcast." And I thought it was pretty hilarious. But uh, yeah, congrats to him, man. He's he's sticking with it. He, he's not, yeah, not going in. Go ahead. People, it, it, the situation seemed comparable to what happened with Kyle Busch last year. But, you know, Kyle Busch drove for Hendrick first, then he went to the 18. Uh, and the 18 had been driven famously by other guys before him, like Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, who were winners. Well, Denny Hamlin, you know, he has been the number 11 since day one of his career. And yeah, I know there were some guys that drove the eleven before Terry. him, like Terry. Uh, Terry was a was a fan. yeah, yeah. 
A little while, yeah. Terry drove a couple races, and then Jason Leftwood drove the eleven. And other than that, I'm not, maybe, maybe a JJ Yaley, not for sure. But yeah. you know, I think I respect, and and I feel like it when everything's all said and done, I I have more respect and love for athletes that stay with the same team forever, um, wear the same number forever. Which I mean, the number is kind of a pickier thing, but. You know, like Dirk Nowitzki. I love Dirk Nowitzki, but the fact that he stuck out his whole career with the Dallas Mavericks, I think, is so badass. Kobe Bryant, I know he changed numbers, but stuck out his whole career with the Lakers. Love that. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona Cardinals, wide receiver. Even in all the bad years they had, he was there. He was there in Arizona forever. You know, so I kind of hope with all the changes we've seen, you know, Kyle Busch, which he, he wasn't always at the 18, like I said. But, uh, you know, Jeff Gordon's a guy that stuck with the 24 forever. Jimmy Johnson, the 48, uh, forever. So, you know, it, you don't see that super often anymore, not just in NASCAR, but in all professional sports, especially the NBA, my God. But um, it, it I hope Denny finishes his career in that number 11 with Joe Gibbs Racing. You know, if he goes to 23-11, it's not the biggest deal ever. Um, hopefully he'd get to take that 11 with him if that happened. But um, I, I'm happy to see him re-sign because I like, you know, and, and have more respect for the guys that, that stick with one team, one number for their entire careers. And, and that's my hope there with Denny. So, yeah, congrats on that deal. Very happy for him and, and everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing. That's That should be his permanent home, and I hope it stays that way. One love for sure. Uh, another big story that was uh, spearheaded out of this race. Um, I, I'm not even going to get into the Bowman Suarez thing because, like, these two guys are in the playoffs. I did think it was hilarious that Bowman had to bring up the fact that uh, that Daniel Suarez's crew chief flipped him off at the airport. It's like he's like they're always trying to find a way. He's always trying to find a way to block me. You know, his crew chief flips me off at the airport. It's like that's not blocking you, Thomas. Which then his his Travis Mack denied that. Yeah. So it's just a weird, petty thing. I mean, it is, it's just a bad block by Alex. He owned up to it. Yeah. Suarez has been unlucky as shit, and that's it. Well, the only thing that I wanted to say is is that right now, all you listening to this podcast, if you watch the Garage Guys report, I, I dove into it briefly on the report, but I, I did forget to put this on the report. Forgot to say, for anybody that is out there that wants to take the time to go back over the last few years uh, in the Cup Series and count out how many times Suarez has been close to Bowman and thrown a block on him on the racetrack. If you get that number and you have the specific dates, times, I mean, you can basically just show me the receipts. Uh, I will have you as the uh, the first official co-reporter guest on the uh, Garage Guys report so that we can dive into that and be able to do it kind of like a Mari style, you know, whether, whether you are, or you aren't the father, but it's like you are, or you aren't a liar. Uh, so I just wanted to, to put that out there for everybody and shout out to everybody that's calling the hotline, watching the report. Appreciate y'all. Um, but the, the real story that I wanted to talk about is the real success story of 2023. It is the, it is the most captivating story of a, of a young boy that was probably born in Carhartt, uh, Chris Busher. Uh, you know, the, the city of Prosper, Texas is thriving. Uh, Brad Keselowski, RFK. I feel that it, I'm comfortable to say after three Chris Busher victories in 2023, the top 10s, the runs that they're having, they're both in the playoffs. I am, I'm officially ready to say RFK has made the turnaround. RFK is here. They have arrived once again. And uh, I did not even think, and, and I could kick myself in the ass for not having more Chris Busher in my DFS lineups uh, this past weekend because I always play Chris Busher because he's always been a mover. And uh, just to see that he was in contention again uh, at a brief moment in time, like when I saw Chris Busher up there inside that top three, I was just, we were on playback. It was me and Greg, and we had Discord Trevor on. We And I was just sweating bullets, dude. I'm swe I was sweating bullets over Chris Busher. 
in in some of the most pivotal hot moments. I mean, I never thought that I would see a world where I would sweat bullets over Chris Busher potentially winning, and 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 we lost our bets regardless. But in that moment, Red Dog was you know he was leading the way. But uh, it, what a wild, quick turnaround it was, man! Did you? We we don't talk about it enough uh, together. You maybe you personally and me personally, but together we haven't really discussed it a ton. Um, did did you see this RFK resurgence coming this fast? Or like I know me personally, I thought maybe next year we would see them be able to perform the way they're performing now. It's just you know it, it seems like it just snuck up out of nowhere, and that's how these things happen. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we talked about this a lot on the last podcast, but no, I didn't. I thought Brad Kay would be a lot better because last year was the first year he really actually struggled in the Cup Series ride other than like his rookie years, first two years in the Cup Series. So I thought they'd be better from a sense of last year was their first year with the revamp. This year would be better, which one of my future bets is still – Brad K over 0.5 wins. One of my favorite future bets of the year, and I'm waiting on that to hit. Um, so I, I thought they'd be better, but no, I didn't. I mean, nobody would have guessed that Chris Buescher would have won three races, and now it seems like the track does not matter. He's running up front everywhere. He's been okay at Darlington. Like, Darlington's been a decent track for him, but one of my big bets, lock of the universe, was Kevin Harvick over Chris Buescher. Should have cashed. Should have cashed, but the pit road thing screwed that over, and it did not. But, I mean, no, Chris has gotten to a point where he's good. He's good at every track, every single track. He's he's getting the finishes, and he's not just running top ten. Now he's running top five, top three, being there at the end. Uh, so I definitely think with Chris in particular, it's not just race car. It's not just team performing. There's a, there's a high level of confidence with Chris Buescher right now. And I think Brad K is going to be, I don't know. I'm obviously hoping he wins Talladega, but you know, I think Brad's going to be a top 10 guy. Most of this playoffs. I think he's going to be a top 10 guy just about everywhere except the Roval. So I Ford in particular, like you want to dig deeper. The Ford program was phenomenal at Darlington. I mean, really, really strong. Um, Penske was okay. You know, Logano's struggling. Blaney was good. RFK was good. Kevin Harvick was really good. Even a couple of the other Stuart Haas cars ran between 11th and 15th a lot of the night when they have been just absolute lawnmowers at tracks similar to this. So, yeah, I think um, not just RFK, but Ford has really stepped it up in the second half of the season when the first half of the season, they just they did not have even close – to winning speed most of the time in the first half of the year. And then that all kind of changed when Blaney won the Coke 600. I think it's, it's helped the entire manufacturer program and, and Chris Busher has been leading the charge. Absolutely. I, it's uh you know, I hope they, they get some, uh, some cool, cool sponsors coming in. You know, they, these cars, they have the teal and the blacks and the whites, like they look good. You know, they, they've been looking good. So I, I want to see, I want to see some more commercial, success with rfk moving forward i want lebron to come to a race we were talking about that uh one of the guys on playback.tv slash garage guys that put in the chat he was like did did y'all know lebron has ownership in rfk i'm like yeah he's like why hasn't lebron come to any races i'm like i feel like lebron's one of those guys he's gonna wait until you know they got a nice little stack of wins and and he's gonna feel like because like that's how lebron is you know he wants to enter inner situations where people are champions so it's like you know he he's uh we we better see some lebron in nascar races rooting for the six and the in the the 17 coming into 2024 it's time lebron someone tell lebron to come and, and support his business in nascar um but moving on from that from darlington uh you know you talked about the Hamlin win in Xfinity. It really was a fitting weekend. The two best guys at Darlington, arguably, uh, got it done. Two different series. So, always a fun race. Uh, always great to, uh, to, to get to 
be in Darlington. It, it's a historic track. Like when you're there, you're not going anywhere else. There's because there's literally nowhere else to go. There's a racetrack. There's a field of grass. There's a you know a small gas station right up the street. You, you're not going anywhere else but Darlington to that racetrack when you go there. Um, so great place. Can't wait to go back. Uh, see it under the lights one of these days. And um, unless there's anything else from Darlington that you uh, maybe want to bring up that we didn't discuss, uh, I'm I'm ready to dip into what is to come this weekend. The Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas, uh, like you said, an exciting race, and I know I'm excited to uh, dive into bets. Yeah, I've, I've moved on. It was a fun race weekend. Enjoyed it. Nothing insane happening. And like you said, if you throw an Xfinity, which continues to be better, better quality racing. Um, two best Darlington guys arguably got it done both days. So, yeah, it was a fun race weekend. And now we head to Kansas, which has been awesome with this race car. So let's get into it. Yeah, I'm excited. So the Hollywood Casino 400 is happening. Kansas Speedway, Land of Oz, Dorothy, time to break out all of the uh, the Wizard of Oz templates for just about everything here at Garage Guys. It's kind of like Halloween when we go to Kansas. We always dress up Wizard of Oz uh, somehow, some way. And, uh, and so we're excited about this one. I know that we're we're coming off of a race that was filled with just passing good racing fist fights uh it, it was an entire vibe i don't know if it's going to be as electric as it was the last time i don't know how many fists we're going to see fly this weekend but i do know that some good racing is in order and there's lots to discuss uh especially with the playoffs happening right now be on the line dale i'm going to go ahead and just kick this off th- this early betting segment by saying that I'm officially betting on qualifying this weekend. I'm back. Oh, shit. I'm back. What are you, what are you taking? What are you taking and why? Well, um, I, I I just I looked over the board a little bit on Cesar's. I was taking a gander at Cesar's and and I saw fastest qualifier and I'm like, man, like I, I'm a, you know, I'm not going to be a sucker and chump. I'm not going to do that to myself. No, I'm going to be a sucker and chump this weekend. We're, we're betting on it. Uh, I Obviously, when I look at the NASCAR playoffs and I see Christopher Bell sitting right there on the line at 12, and then he's 10 to 1 to win the pole, I got to do it. We, we've seen him do it before. He's rode the little red fire truck. Uh, you know, every time you win the pole there, you went, you, I, I don't know if it's every year you got to ride like a little kid's truck or something, but I'll never forget that photo of him. Um, you know, Chris has been kind of quiet, man. Like, and I feel like maybe some people are going to expect to see him have a resurgence later in the playoffs. No, I feel like this is a week where he's going to try to come out strong. We know that Toyota is good here at Kansas. But when I saw that 10 to one line for Christopher Bell to get the pole, I, I was, I was sold. I was sold immediately because not only that, but because I'm actually going to be throwing an 11 to one uh on on chris uh not chris bush or christopher bell you know the the real the original christopher um i'm gonna be throwing a a bet on him to win this race this weekend too at 11 to 1 i think that he is in a position to where he's right there on that line he wants to get him some nice cushion why not get started early he's been quiet Uh, and i feel that this one could sneak up on some people. I feel like this is a bet that could sneak up on someone because Chris Bell could be a sneaky boy this weekend. Uh, and I never, I never feel this way about Christopher Bell. You know that. You know my history with Christopher Bell. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, but I feel it, and, I, and, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, the problem at hand here is the pit crew, even after this switch, uh, I mean, just was – horrible in darlington i mean just awful and that concerns me obviously uh, a lot of people whether it's been on twitter or even on dale center on thursday like before the weekend before and after the weekend people have been calling for me to put christopher bell in prison mm. because he just continues to burn everybody and i, I haven't been betting on him so you know i'm not going to put him there and 
I've been thinking about the pit crew. I've been thinking about the mistakes. You know, I don't want to be any part. I don't want to have any part in that. And Chris Bell, he did win the poll here spring of 2022. Last year, he was way better at qualifying at the intermediates. He is coming off a pole at Darlington for the Southern 500. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, the Toyotas have been really, really fast here. Like you said, really good long run cars. They've qualified up front for the most part. So I like Seabell for a pole spot at 11 to 1, 12 to 1, whatever you just said. But I, I don't think I can take an outright on him because of the mistakes, because of the lack of consistency. And if there's any track style that he really hasn't gotten it done at, since he's been with Joe Gibbs racing, it's been the mile and a half, right? Like he won Martinsville last year. He's won dirt this year. He won the a road course last year, a road course in 2021, but I don't believe he's won an intermediate, you know, mile and a half style race. He hasn't, he has not. And that's so, where I'm at. That's where and I'm... I think that's also a credit to the other teams in the Toyota fleet that have had less mistakes and a little bit better long run speed, you know, Truex, Denny Hamlin, um, they've just been a little bit faster. And the 2311 guys have been really fast at these type of racetracks. Remember, they swept this race last year. And they have been really fast at other mile and a half, like Charlotte with Tyler Reddick. Uh, they've been good at Las Vegas. So I think for whatever reason, Adam Stevens, Hall of Fame crew chief, in my opinion, uh, just has not brought the same long run speed as a lot of their as their teammates have and their satellite teammates have. Just everybody at Toyota seems like has been a little bit better than C Bell. And then you throw in the mistakes. I feel like I'm going to stay away at least for now. And on that topic of Toyota, I'm going to look at the 23 2311 guys. I'm looking at Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace. When you look at these comparable racetracks dating back to 2022. Especially Kansas, Reddick, Bubba Wallace, the 23 and the 45 have been lights out. You can get Bubba Wallace 13 to 1, I believe, on Bet Rivers, which I'm going to pull that up right now because I was looking at Barstool, kind of getting some googly eyes at a few lines. But I like both of them. I think that's a good place to start if you want two outright plays that aren't favorites. You know, they're close to the top. They're both in the playoffs. They're both coming off a pretty good runs at Darlington last weekend. So I think that uh, they're going to have speed. I think they're going to have speed right out of the gate. This has been their bread and butter when it comes to track, uh, track style. So Bubba Wallace, I see 12 to one. Wait, that's qualifying. That's qualifying. Yeah. 13 to one outright on Bet Rivers for Bubba. I've seen nine to one outright for Tyler Reddick. I like both of them. And maybe a sprinkle on qualifying as well for both of those guys could be a good option too but i think it's a good place to start when you consider they've won two of the four kansas races or two of the three kansas races since the beginning of the gen 7 era and toyota has won all three gen 7 races and all three winners have had a 2311 affiliation because denny hamlin's the owner of the team and he won the spring kansas race so i think there is there's got to be, other than the playoffs and everything going on with the, the chase for the championship, there's got to be a mentality here that's like, we fucking own this track, right? Kurt Busch won here. Bob Wallace won here. Denny Hamlin's won here. We need to keep this streak alive. And I think that really, that bodes well for Tyler Reddick, who's been a little more consistent on the mile and a half since 2023 than Bubba Wallace. So, Give me Tyler Reddick for sure, and then another bet on Bubba Wallace as well. Everything that you're saying statistically is correct. Um, I think where I sit with it, and probably what maybe my problem is here with it this weekend, is that I'm a firm believer in uh, in in the repeat woes, like coming back in and, and trying to re re do what you did before also with betting you know i i was able to ride those highs in 2022 i had kurt bush and bubba wallace i swept kansas last year i've rode those highs i've rode the highs of calling those shots cashing those plays and and, and it, whenever you do that i don't know if maybe i'm 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 a lone wolf in this maybe i'm on an island 
But I feel like once I do that, when, when I go back, I have like this kind of unspoken rule where I'm like, I'm not going back in on it again. Like I'm not going on the same person again, because typically when I've done that in the past, it has not worked out well for me, but like knowing what the 45 had with Kurt last year. And then with Bubba being in the, you know, the 45, that's the only reason I went back to it. There was another man in that seat with that car. And I was like, yo, I'm here for this. So we did it and we got it done. Now, Denny coming in to this year, you know, I didn't get to, to have the, I didn't get to ride that with Denny. And when you look at these favorite lines, man, I mean, he, he's right up there with Kyle Larson as always. I mean, like they, these are those two guys. I think he's what, five to one. Hamlin's five to one to win on Bet Rivers from what I'm looking at right now. Uh, and you got Larson at six to one. Um, I could, getting away from the Toyota deal, you know, I, I think realistically I could see Larson maybe pulling a back to back. If we can see Chris Busher pull a back to back, I think we can definitely see Larson pull a back to back. Um, you know, and that there wouldn't be any other stronger way for him to start off the, the playoffs than by doing that. So I think that if I'm going to lean into a favorite this weekend, if I'm going to lean to somebody that's up in this, you know, the 1300 lower, getting closer to the fruit skins, um, if I'm going to take a fruit skin, I think I'm going to take Larson this weekend in that Chevy camp with those favorites. And it, and it really is. It's just because I, f- I feel like that it's like a, a lack of luster with, with the 2311 stuff. Now, the top five lines – I'd love to see some – I need to look at some top three, top five lines. I think I could go there, but I don't know if I'm ready to uh, to commit to to a W from one of those guys just again. But, I mean, Hamlin has has seemed to be, you know, the, the king of Oz um, as of late. He's got the, They definitely have that mentality coming into this track, and you can see it in their eyes. You can see it on their face. So confidence is a big deal here. So I'm not saying it's a bad bet by any means. I'm just saying for me personally, I, I feel like uh, – it, the, the energy is not there uh, for me. This and, and, and it may bite me. It may not. Well, Kyle Larson, P2 in both Kansas races in 2022 mm-hmm. and was leading on the last lap. Uh, or I'm sorry, he didn't finish second in, in the fall race. He, he was in the top 10. Um, he, got, he, got, he got yeeted. <laughs> what I meant to say was second and 20 both spring Kansas races he's been a second since the Gen 7 era second to Kurt Busch last spring and second to Denny Hamlin this spring with that clash on the final lap so yeah I mean Larson's been good at Kansas he's won here before now he's got the momentum of winning probably actually I think the biggest race of his career if not because he's won a Coke 600 but you know he's got to love Darlington, and for him to win that race is huge because it is a crown jewel of NASCAR. So I like the momentum factor, but if we're going to talk about favorites, I mean, Denny Hamlin, got to talk Denny Hamlin here. If they don't have mistakes on pit road, he's going to be a factor. Because um, when you look, I talked about 2311 being good on the mile and a half, and we talked about Bell, and, and Truex is obviously a rocket at Michigan, which I do think is important. But consistently... The best raw speed out of anybody in the field, I think, and out of the Toyotas at mile and a half has been Denny Hamlin. When you look at Kansas, when you look at Pocono, and I'm going to include Pocono because it's a high-speed, high-horsepower track, essentially. Um, It's not a mile and a half, but it is comparable. When you look collectively at every non-short track, high-speed racetracks that aren't super speedways, Denny Hamlin has been very, very fast, very fast. Won this race earlier this year. He's been in contention at other tracks. Uh, Didn't get to know what he would have done at Charlotte when he crashed. But um, looking at Gateway, P2, Nashville, P3, Pocono, P1, Michigan, P3, um, Fontana, P6, Kansas, P1. Like I said, Charlotte crash. Don't know what that would have been. But Denny Hamlin has had really strong speed this year at this particular track type. He is uh, the last guy that won this race. If you can get Denny at 5-1, to one, could be worth something. I, I say wait. I say wait after practice and qualifying because maybe they've got a, a good long-run car. Maybe they've got a long-run speed car and they qualify, I don't know, 8-12. to 12 qualify outside the top five 
Kansas is a track where the Gen 7, you can pass because you have different grooves. So track position is not as important in a track like this compared to a Darlington or a road course uh, where there are less racing grooves. So maybe wait because he qualified eighth here in the spring and then he won. And he he's he hasn't gotten a pole yet on any any of these intermediates in 2023. Qualified eighth at Pocono. He won that one too. So let's wait and see if he can get five and a half, six to one on Denny Hamlin this weekend. I think that is a good strategy to go along with your 2311 bets heading into the weekend. One guy, I know you're on him. I'm sure you're going to talk about him. I'm going to be on Ross Chastain. Uh, hey. We were talking before we recorded. I know they've been kind of back and forth, really inconsistent compared to what they were last year on just raw speed, but they were awful in that race last weekend for the majority of it. And, you know, that's what I love about Darlington, the comers and goers, they end up coming all the way back and getting the top five finish. So I like Chastain because of mile and a half speed that they have had in the past, like top three, top five speed leading laps being in contention. I'm going to hope that we get some of that back. We get some life back on the track house camp on winning competitive speed uh, that they, that we've seen before. So I'd probably bet him down to 14 to one, but if you can find 16 to one, 18 to one, love that line for Ross Chastain. Yeah. I have that one. I, I locked that one in over on action was definitely going to talk about it. Love that you're rolling with me on this one. Uh, 16 to one on FanDuel. Ooh, it's 18 to 1 on Bet Rivers. There it is. Oh, we I literally didn't pull up Bet Rivers until you were like you mentioned Bet Rivers while we're recording right now. Damn. We met we missed an extra. But that's okay. I did I grabbed him on FanDuel this morning. Uh Dale's gonna go holla at Bet Rivers. More than likely, go grab that 18 to 1 line. Uh if you if you hear this in time. Um but I I feel confident. In track house, we have talked about it. We've talked about it over and over again. To see them be able to kind of come out of the slump that they've been in, because we everybody's been at like, where is Ross Chastain? Where is he? Ever since the incident at Kansas, he got quiet. He, they kind of took a little step back, and we've seen this play out in NASCAR before. We've seen it in the Cup Series. We've seen it with many a driver that that have won championships and have done different things. Everybody's going to have that little slump here. But then when they come back, they come back so hot. And it's hard to keep him out. And Chastain's one of those guys that has shown he's kind of a journeyman at tracks. He he can find a way to adapt, uh, to stay alive. Justin Marks, all the guys at Track House, one of the they 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 were boasted as one of the best pit crews. And I still think that they have a good crew. It's just we haven't seen we haven't been paying as much attention because we haven't seen them up front. But this week, I feel like this is where the resurgence starts. I took a 12 to one on him to win the championship earlier in the year. That line is definitely longer now. Uh, but if you don't hurry up and grab it, you could be too late. I, I'm still all in for Chastain to make that championship four. And uh, and, I, and I'm going to believe because I know we can achieve. They, they know that Suarez isn't in the playoffs. So all their energy, their resources, their time, their focus is going to that one car do not sleep. That is what I want to say about Chastain. That's really the other Chevy that that I like this week too, uh, with the fruit skin bet that will be Larson at six to one more than likely for me. Um, and I'll probably wait after practice and qualifying to grab that one because I don't mind if it goes from six to four or whatever else. It's like if you're going to go, you got to go all in regardless. So um, uh, going to the Ford camp though, I am I, I do want to just throw this out there. Uh, I locked in some top tens. I found some top tens that I liked uh, over on Caesar Sportsbook. I found two guys at even money that I feel are more than capable of finding a way to a top ten this weekend. Harvick coming off of the uh, the Harv break, as we call it, uh, the this past weekend in Darlington, he, he was he's even money for a top ten over on Caesar Sportsbook, and he has dipped well into the negatives pretty much everywhere else. I went ahead and grabbed a hold of that line. Uh, also, uh, Joey Logano, uh, even money on Caesars. I saw that one, and you know Joey has been quiet. It's been kind of we talked about it on last week's episode. You know the championship hangover, whatever you want to call that. Uh, 
uh, it's real, but you don't want to count him out. I feel like at a race like this, and I feel like he could easily finish somewhere towards the the back of the top ten. I feel like we could see Joey. Somebody's going to have to be top four. I mean, everybody's rooting on Chris Busher to be that guy. Busher could show up. Um, you know, he was. I was looking at some of the top four bets on Caesars, but. For top tens, the two top tens that I, that I do like, that I feel like are reasonable plays and I feel like are, are close to being gimmies, could be Harvick and Logano. My long shot one that I like is Ricky Stenhouse Jr., plus 550. Got that one on Caesar Sportsbook. Mike Kelly and the boys come to play. Kansas is a dirt boy track, and, and I, will, I will die on that hill. Dirt guys do well at Kansas. It's just the way they can rip, the way they can ride. We, maybe we should, you know, we talked about Tyler Reddick, 2311. That, that is the one thing that, that I will say that I like. Toyota's kind of found a way to build on that success through those kind of guys. But with Ricky, you know, he – I was looking at his record here. You know, he's definitely secured a top ten at this track. It's happened before. Um, and he – I think he finished 12th at the last race that we had here in Kansas. They're, they're still trying to run it down. They're below the cut line right now. He's got to have a good race this weekend. To if he wants to see himself break through to the round of 12. And I think that Mike Kelly and them mentioned on the radio, and they're like their goal isn't, you know, winning a race right now. Their goal is 28 points a race. When you set goals like that mentally, you can claw and dig at those things. And if there's anybody that I believe in when it comes to willpower, it's Ricky. Um, you know, so I, I believe in Mike Kelly. I believe in them to, to, to kind of get the setup correctly to get out there. Do I think Ricky can win? You know, I'm not going to count him out. You never know what can happen out there on a racetrack. Do I think Ricky can get a top 10? I absolutely feel that if everything is a go, all green forces here at this track this weekend, I feel like that could be a really big payoff for people if they want to tail that one. Plus 550 Ricky Stenhouse Jr. top 10. That's three top 10 bets for you right there. Yeah, I like that. I like everything you said about Ricky and his team. I like how they're approaching this. Don't forget, guys, they have strengthened their partnership with Hendrick Motorsports, so their cars are better. Their cars are probably in the best spot that they've been since the inception of JTG Doherty, even back in like the Bobby Labonte days and the Marcus Ambrose days and uh, AJ Allmendinger and whoever else. So they got good race cars, and yeah, Ricky has had – since 2022 been pretty good on the mile and a half so a lot of top 15 runs a few top 10 so i like that plus 550 i'm gonna look at fandle here and add one more to that austin dillon plus 650 top 10 i like that one as well austin dillon was pretty damn fast at darlington um they had a bad strategy call where they pitted they, them and like four other guys pitted late in that race and it did not really work out and he was involved in a wreck with uh who was it? Todd Gilliland and, and a couple of those guys running about 15th to 18th. But I think Austin Dillon plus 650 could be worth a shot. But let's wait. Wait on Austin Dillon because if there's one thing that's been consistent about him for the last couple of years at least, awful at qualifying. I mean, just terrible at qualifying. I don't know why that is, but Austin Dillon always races way better than he qualifies. So if he qualifies bad, late 20s into the 30s which is very possible uh you could see that top 10 go to seven to one eight to one so i'm gonna wait and look for austin dylan after qualifying for a top 10 and that's all i got that's all i've got uh tune into dale center thursday night and we're gonna have a lot more on our plate when we throw in xfinity and truck series bets it's a triple header weekend so it's gonna be awesome and we're gonna try to make it another strong one like we did last weekend so Keep an eye on that. Tune in over on the Garage Guys NASCAR Betting YouTube channel. And that's all I got for now, man. That's all I got. I appreciate that. I do want to add this one thing because I, I'm probably going to ride D Austin Dillon with you uh, at the, the plus 650. I feel like Dillon and, and, uh, and Stenhouse have been the two top 10 bets that I have probably laid the most money down on this season. But I will say this. Don't forget. They came to play earlier in the year. He qualified 11th uh, at Kansas. So if they're going back with that same setup, it may not be the worst idea, 
to to maybe see like if if you if you're gonna be unsure like i might i might feel a little unsure if they go in and they qualify like that again it might change some things up so i will say that uh i i don't think it's a bad bet whether you take it now or or, or later but uh i'm definitely going to be looking into riding uh some some 83 for a top 10 as well gonna have a lot of top 10s on this this race more than likely i think that that's going to kind of be the moral of the story through the playoffs for me it's just really zoning in on those top tens i've had some good successes with those this season but everything that dale said uh recap and make sure you're following us make sure you're following us on uh on all social media i'm at garage guy chase he is at dale tanhart collectively at garage guys racing or garage guys fs on elon's app aka x aka twitter um and then make sure that you're subscribed to the new garage guys youtube if uh you're, you're here watching this right now listen to us talk bets on our youtube channel or you're listening on the podcast right now you've listened to the entire podcast uh where we recap darlington as well you know take some time to go over to youtube today sub to that new garage guys youtube channel we got a lot of stuff coming that's where all of our interviews are going to be living that's where all of our uh you know funny content entertainment stuff that we do just the the random shenanigans that Dale and I can get into sometimes all that stuff is going to live over there as well as the home of the garage guys report. Uh, but we are excited about this weekend. We're going to get some bags. We got some mountains to climb. We got checks to cash. We got money to get, and there's no better way to get it than getting it with motorsports betting because it's the way it's the way. And that's all there is to say. We'll see you at Kansas. Don't miss Dale center this weekend. Uh, Dale, you gonna are you gonna be? I know Thursday night football's coming up. Are you gonna have Dale Center on Fridays moving forward? Or no, this will be on Thursdays. I'm gonna. I'm, I've been kind of hot on the first touchdown stuff in college. So nice. One little element there. We're gonna have some some touchdown bets on Thursday nights as well. So no, staying on as long as we're not traveling on Thursdays. It's gonna be a Thursday night program. Love that. Yeah, I know later in the month, uh, th- there'll be a couple of Dale centers where you and I will be on the road, just two, I think. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll definitely be together for those and we'll figure those out. But yeah, tune in for that. Uh, you know, football's back. It's not just NASCAR going down over on Dale Center. And that's right here on the Garage Guys betting YouTube channel. So with all that information, we appreciate y'all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us. Check us out on Action Network. And uh, let's get them NAS bags. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. See you next time. Have you checked out DailyDownForce.com yet? If you haven't, I want you to go right now to DailyDownForce.com and get yourself some official Garage Guys merch. If you consider yourself a true loyal Garage Fam member, then you're going to need to show it off to the world. You can buy yourself a Garage Guys rope hat, a Garage Guys trucker hat, an official Garage Guys t-shirt. And if you remember NASCAT from Auto Club, you can show how much you care by supporting NASCAR's Harambe, NASCAT. You can find betting articles each week from Dale Tanhart and NASCAR Titan Greg Mathern. It's got everything you need. DailyDownForce.com. Now back to the podcast.